Praise the Lord. Well, as you can see by our decor here on the stage and all the tables that are uh, around the room, that today is Connect Group Sunday. And this is a very important day in the culture of our church because we have a very strong Connect Group ministry where we have established these home groups or these local groups, some here in the church, some in local homes, for, uh, for us as a church body to gather together, to fellowship with one another on a more personal, more intimate level, and uh, learn the Word of God together, pray for one another in these groups. And today, you're going to be hearing about some of these connect groups um, at the end of our service. But before we do that, we're going to get into the Word of God. So take your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 18. And I want to talk today um, from the subject, the benefits of being connected. And we come to a point in the book of Acts, which I think is very relevant to what we're talking about today on Connect Group Sunday. So Acts chapter 18, while you're turning there, um, let me just acknowledge that I know we all have busy lives and uh, many, many things begging on our attention. And if we're not careful, if we're not intentional about our time, we can easily be drawn into things, into activities that, that actually wastes our time and, and adds little value to our lives. So that's the question that I want to try to, uh, to answer, to try to address today as it relates to connect groups. Why should I bother with connect groups? Why should I give my time to uh, attending or being involved in one of these local fellowship groups? And how will they add value to my life? So we're going to look in the book of Acts in chapter 18, and we're introduced there in Acts chapter 18 to two very significant individuals, actually a, a married couple, who played a prominent role in the Apostle Paul's ministry. And their names are Priscilla and Aquila. Acts chapter 18, verse 1 says, After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them. And because he, Paul, was a tent maker, he stayed and worked with them. Now go down to verse 18. Verse 18. Paul stayed in Corinth for some time. Then he left the brothers and sisters and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off at Centria because of a vow he had taken. They arrived at Ephesus, where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. Now down to verse 24. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. So this is where Paul left uh, uh, Priscilla and Aquila. And Apollos was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the Scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, 
They invited him, now look at this, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more accurately. So a little background here on Priscilla and Aquila. They were not apostles. They were not uh, pastors or evangelists as we know those terms today. They were typical church members in the first century, and the Bible describes them as tent makers. They were business owners. They were entrepreneurs. And Paul met uh, Priscilla and Aquila in Corinth, where he stayed with them, and he worked with them in their trade because Paul also shared that skill. Eventually, Paul traveled to Ephesus, where they went with Paul, but he left them there in Ephesus, and he went on in his travels. Now, usually, the narrative about Priscilla and Aquila would, would end there, and the narrative would continue on with, with Paul. But there was something very special about Priscilla and Aquila, something important about this couple that the Holy Spirit wanted us to see. In Ephesus, after Paul left, Priscilla and Aquila had a very active home group ministry. Verse 26 says, They invited Apollos to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately or more accurately. They had what we would call today a connect group. Now we know this not only because it's indicated later in the text, which we'll, we'll see, but we see Priscilla and Aquila in other places in the New Testament. We see them at a later time in Rome. In, Rome, in, in, in Rome's, Romans chapter 16, verse 3, Paul says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus, and greet also the church at their house. Then again, in the letter to the Corinthians, where Paul writes to the church at Corinth in chapter 16, verse 19, he says, The churches in the province of Asia send you greetings, and Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord. So does the church that meets in their house. So these fellowship groups, these home groups, these connect groups, were something that we see Priscilla and Aquila very involved in in their lives. They were, they were typical church people. They were business owners, entrepreneurs, but they also had space in their life to invite people into their home to explain the way of God to them more accurately. And these connect groups in the New Testament, these home groups, were not unique to Priscilla and Aquila. They were common all throughout the first century church. The disciples, after the resurrection, had a connect group in Acts chapter 1, verse 12, where we see them gathering regularly in an upper room where they had fellowship, they took communion, they, they studied the Word of God, they prayed together. The early church established these home groups, these connect groups. Acts 2.46 says every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple area and to breaking bread in their homes. When Peter was delivered from prison in Acts chapter 12, the first place he went was to the house of Mary, the mother of John Mark, 
where there were, the Bible says, many people gathered together in prayer. And, and Peter knew to go there because that was a, a regular occurrence of people gathering together in that home. When Paul and Silas came out of prison in Acts 16, they went to Lydia's house where they knew, the Bible talks about the brothers gathering together there. When Eutychus fell out of the window, how many remember a couple of weeks ago when Eutychus fell out the window? Remember that? Pastor Linda pushed him, I mean, uh, he fell out the window. It was a window in a home, in a connect group. In Colossians chapter 4, 15, Paul recognizes the connect groups meeting in homes where he says, give greetings to the brothers in Laodicea and to Nympha and to the church in her house. In Philemon, verses 1 and 2, Paul sends greetings to the connect group meeting in his house. Philemon was a connect group leader. So it's clear to see that the concept of believers meeting together, gathering together in homes or in local groups is biblical. Everybody say biblical. So we're a Bible-based church, and the things that we do are based upon the practices in the Scripture. Christ followers have been meeting in connect groups, especially in homes, for teaching, for fellowship, for encouragement, for prayer, for biblical instruction since the very beginning of the church right here in the book of Acts. And when we look closely at this, uh, this part of Scripture in Acts 18 where Priscilla and Aquila had a connect group, we can see why they're important. Especially when we drill down on this text and we look at this man named Apollos. Can you say Aquila were facilitating, and we look when we look closely at his experience, we can see some really powerful benefits that are received in our lives from, from doing so. And I want to talk about four of them real quick from the life of Apollos that we'll see. Humility, maturity, community, and opportunity. These are the benefits of connect groups that we see from Aquila. The first one we see is the benefit of humility. Verse 24 says that Apollos was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the Scriptures. Yet despite the fact that Apollos was intelligent, well-educated, and knew the Old Testament Word of God, he still went to a connect group to receive training and teaching. And in doing so, Apollos was demonstrating his humility, his meekness. And we know the value that the Bible puts on humility. Amen? James chapter 4 says that if you humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, He will lift you up. Now there are too many people today that say, well, I don't need, I don't need a connect group to, uh, to, to, to learn or, or to grow. I got Jesus, and I got the Bible, and I got the Holy Spirit, and I go to church on Sunday, so I don't need to go to a connect group to, to learn. And that's a problem. If you have that mentality, that's a problem because that's being called unteachable. 
That's what that's called. And it's a form of pride. And James chapter 4 also says that God resists the proud, but He gives grace to whom? To the humble, right? Going to a connect group demonstrates to the Lord and to ourselves that we are teachable, that we are humble, that we don't think we've come to a place where we've arrived and we don't need people to speak into our lives, right? But we're in a place, we're showing to God that we're putting ourselves in a place where people can speak into our lives, where we can learn and where we can grow. And when we do that, God gives us grace and God blesses us and God enlarges us. Amen. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. Because of Apollo's humility, and I think that this was a pivotal moment in Apollo's life, because he submitted himself and went to a connect group, he became a powerful leader in the body of Christ, even a historical figure in the church. Paul mentions him as one of those who watered where Paul sowed the seeds of the gospel in 1 Corinthians 3. Apollos was seen as a mentor and a teacher in the church at Corinth to the point where many people loved him and respected him and and wanted to follow him. Even to the point of Paul's death, he was acknowledging Apollos as his friend and as a great influence for Christ in Titus chapter 3. So when we humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, what does He do? He lifts us up. Amen? Amen. Don't underestimate the value of humility and don't underestimate the value of humbling ourselves and going to a connect group. That brings us to the next point. Maturity. Everybody say maturity. Maturity. Yeah. You can point to the person next to you and say, now he's talking about you, right? Maturity. Verse 26 says that in their home, in that connect group, they explained to him the way of God more adequately, or some translations say more accurately. So he had an understanding of Christ as the Messiah, but he didn't fully understand all that you could become in Christ. The Scripture says that he only knew about the baptism of John, which tells me, as you read in Acts chapter 19, he didn't understand about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Because in the very next chapter, Acts 19, Paul meets some disciples in Ephesus, and he says, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? They said, we've not even heard of the Holy Spirit. And they said, well, what baptism were you baptized by? And they said, we were baptized through the baptism of John. Right, So there was this incomplete knowledge of who Christ was and this incomplete knowledge and understanding of who the Holy Spirit was to be. Priscilla and Aquila took Apollos aside into their home, into their lives, and made sure that he had an accurate understanding of what it meant to be a Christ follower filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And as you express that desire to learn and to grow, and you humble yourself by putting yourself in a connect group environment, God will step into that place of that connect group in the context of your humility to mature your faith and your understanding of God's Word. Amen. And this is one of our primary goals in organizing 
the connect groups for you. It is to help you grow and mature in your understanding of the Word of God. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the Word so that you may grow thereby. I hope you're growing. Are you growing? I hope you're all growing in the faith and you're growing in your understanding of God's Word. And if you're finding it hard to do that in the space of your life and your schedule, then this is a great opportunity for you to commit to a connect group where you can go and you can learn and grow and get deeper and take your learning to a higher level. You see, in church, when you come to church on a Sunday morning, there's only so much that you can absorb. Amen? It's only so much. And, uh, and a lot of times we'll come, we'll hear the, the messages and the preaching, and we'll go out, and we're, we don't really retain everything and don't really remember everything because it's just basically a lecture format. But in a connect group, you're able to take time and to, and to ask questions and to raise you know, some objections maybe or to share some insights that you have. And in that context of, of discussion and conversation with other people, you can drill down a lot more effectively into the Word of God and understand with more clarity what the Word of God is actually saying. How many found that to be true who've gone to connect groups? Yes? Amen? So don't underestimate the value of how a connect group can take you deeper in your understanding of the Word of God. Amen. The next benefit that we see is not just learning the Word of God more accurately because of of humility. We also see the benefit of community community it says in verse 26 that apollo spoke boldly in the synagogue but priscilla and aquila invited him into their home now when understand when he went into the home of priscilla and aquila i think that we can see that it wasn't just priscilla and aquila in that home in verse 27 it talks about the brothers and the sisters who encouraged him. In other words, Apollos was in this group with a group of followers of Christ receiving encouragement from them. He was coming into relationships with others that deepened his own walk with Christ. Amen. And there's something that happens in connect groups that doesn't happen in church on Sunday morning. We have the opportunity to really get to know people and to build relationships. Amen. How many have found that to be important, to have relationships with people in your life, right? How many would rather just hide in a cave and never talk to anybody again the rest of your life? You know, that's actually not a healthy thing to do, okay? I know it's easy and it's convenient and it's comfortable because you don't have to, you know, you have to get out of your shell and you have to deal with conflict or personalities and people's opinions and everything. But if you do that, if you hide in a cave for the rest of your life, guess what happens? You get stale, you stagnate, you never grow, and you become toxic, right? Amen. God designed the body of Christ as members. He likens us to an actual physical body where each of us serve as a member in that body. Some are feet, some are knees, some are arms and elbows and eyes and uh, eyelashes and, um, you know, whatever. So you're meant to be a part of a body, not to be alone. 
okay? And connect groups is a primary means that we offer to you to be able to come out of your cave and connect with other people. Come on, tell the person next to you, get out of your cave. You got to get out of your cave and you got to connect with other people, right? Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend, okay? When you're intentional about surrounding yourself with others, it sharpens you, it equips you, it makes you better, it makes you a better person. Think about it in terms of joining a team. If you've ever joined a team or, or, or you know, you've ever gotten involved in a, in a sport, right? When you practice together, when you get together with other people, what happens? Your skills are elevated, right? You, you go to another level in your competencies. It's the same thing when you gather together with other believers. Your ability to have compassion and empathy towards others is deepened. Your ability to love people and to minister to people, and to serve people is deepened. Your knowledge of the Word of God is enhanced by hearing the perspectives of of other people. This is the benefit of community, to come into common unity with people of like-minded faith. And understand, the enemy wants you alone. The enemy does not want you in a connect group. And the enemy will do everything that he can do to keep you away. In fact, even if you sign up today for a connect group, the first day that that connect group meets, the enemy is going to do everything he can do to keep you from following through on your, on your commitment. How many have seen that to be true? Right? Everything, you're going you're gonna to get stuck at work. You're going to get in a traffic jam. You know, the, one of the kids is going to get sick. The house is going to be a mess. You know, the, the cat's going to attack the dog. I mean, all kinds of stuff is going to happen. Right to try the enemy wants you alone. Isol- he wants you alone with you. How many hear that? Why? Because the enemy knows that you are your own worst enemy. And if he can keep you alone with you, then he's got the advantage already. He wants you alone with your own thoughts, alone with your own issues, alone with your inner confusion and chaos, alone with the strongholds and the lies in your mind that he is trying to establish there. He wants you talking to yourself, listening to yourself. He wants you isolated and alone. And he will give you every excuse why you should not join a connect group. He's working on some of you right now. He's working on, you're looking around at these tables, these balloons, and already he's filling your mind with all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't, because he knows that if he can keep you isolated and alone, he can manipulate, he can control, he can lie, he can deceive, and he can build strongholds in our lives. Connect groups will give you the opportunity to connect with people who will encourage you, amen, who will pray for you, Amen. Relationships with people that will become important and significant in your life. I have seen people develop relationships in connect groups that have stayed with them through the rest of their lives. Even if they've changed churches, went to another church, they continue to have relationships with the people that go beyond the brick and mortar of the local church. Amen? And this is how the body of Christ is designed to work. You cannot get here on a Sunday morning everything that you need. 
What you need is going to be facilitated, transferred, deposited in your life through the context of relationships. Amen. One more benefit that we see from the life of Apollos. Verse 27 tells us that when Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers and sisters encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. When he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed. The last benefit is the benefit of opportunity. The benefit of opportunity. Because Apollos humbled himself and matured and remained in community, And because he was faithful to that group, Apollos positioned himself for other amazing opportunities. Jesus said in Luke 19 that those who are faithful in little will become rulers over what? Over much or over over many. Apollos went from attending a connect group Demonstrating humility, experiencing mature, uh, community, growing in maturity, to becoming positioned for other opportunities. And too many people say, well, you know, I'll serve God, or I'll get out there and get involved when something more desirable comes along. And they don't look at attending a connect group as a way of demonstrating that faithfulness and diligence and willingness to serve, and they miss that opportunity. But understand something, God is looking for us to be faithful in little things before He elevates us to be used in greater things. How many understand that? And something as simple as getting involved in a connect group and being faithful to it and the people there and to your own spiritual growth can demonstrate to the Lord that you are committed, that you are diligent, and that you are willing for greater opportunities. Amen. These are the qualities that God saw in Apollos, and these are the qualities that I believe that God is also looking for in us. Now, this morning, Katie is going to come up. She is going to talk about some of our connect groups that are available to you. Come on up, Katie. We appreciate Katie. She has come to us, and uh, you're going to need a microphone there. And she has been serving alongside of Pastor Sandy while she's been getting ready for... uh, Something happened to Pastor Sandy, and, uh, and so now Katie is here. Let's uh, show Katie a little love, how much we appreciate her, and she's going to share with us about Connect Groups. Thank you, Pastor Greg. Um, thank you, Pastor Greg, for talking about the true heart of Connect Groups and why we're even doing all of this. Um, if right now all of my Connect Group leaders can please stand up, that would be great. All right, let's give it up for our Connect Group leaders. Can you please head to your tables right now? That would be great. Um, So I just want to give you a brief thing here. Um, We have handouts. You can see all across the tables and at the front of the lobby, there's handouts. So please grab one. We have all of the Connect Groups in the back. There's some information. And it'll be great if you sign up for a Connect Group today to get some of that information. Write it down on your little handout here. Um, I don't know if I've ever introduced myself fully, but most of you have probably probably seen me up here for worship and um, just assuming the position for Pastor Sandy. And so I'm the ministry assistant here. So um, if you see me running around like a chicken with my head cut off, it's just probably because I'm just doing a lot around here. But um, I love this church and I'm so excited and I'm blessed to be a part of Connect Groups. It's it's uh, been life changing for me. So um, if you're nervous or it's out of your comfort zone, if you've never signed up for a Connect Group before, please take today to take advantage of that. Don't be 
be afraid to just venture out. Connecting is important, as Pastor Greg just touched upon, all of these important details as to why fellowship and connect groups are so vital in the Christian community. And so if you have already signed up and registered, that is great. Thank you for doing it early. You can meet your connect group leader if you haven't already today. Um, if you already know them, just swing by. A lot of them have, have some candy and some donuts. And I'm not going to say who, but somebody has some bacon in the house. So I don't know if you're a man and you're up for kingdom men rising. I think that's the group for you. Okay. Um, we have some awesome groups. We have some marriage groups. We have um, Jason with Discovering Your Identity in Christ. Awesome leader. Um, we have uh, Pastor Kathy with Elijah. Um, we have Soul Care over here with Pastor Freddie. We have Grief Share. We have Wrath to Redeemed Book of Romans with Pastor Dylan. Um, we have some awesome marriage groups in the back, some um, co-ed groups, some men and women's groups. So please take advantage of connecting today. Today is the day to do it. Um, today is the day that you can register. There are QR forms on every single one of these handouts as well as in the front. So sign up and there's no excuse to not sign up today. So right now, if you'd like to stand up and please take the next couple of minutes to go ahead and go out to your connect groups and enjoy and mingle and yeah. Freedom wasn't big.